0: Let's begin today's discussion.
1: Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones.
0: Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today and I want to give a very warm welcome to John Vaughn. John is a seasoned sales professional and internet marketer with an exceptional track record helping companies grow their clientele and profits. Working with more than 5,000 local business owners inspired him to start his own company, Local SEO Search, back in 2013. With 15 years of experience working with CEOs, business owners, and marketing leaders as some of Canada's most successful corporations, John has developed a deep understanding of local marketing dynamics and consumer behavior. Today, John's going to share the insights he's learned from his own experience in the world of SEO and digital marketing. We'll learn what's worked from his perspective, what should be avoided, and how some businesses just miss the mark. John, welcome. So happy to have you here joining us today.
1: I'm excited to be on the show. Thank you for the intro, Stacy.
0: Of course. Well, I love SEO. Okay, well, I don't love SEO, but I think I love SEO in the fact that it helps people find my business, find my agency. Can you share with us a little bit about how you got into this whole world of SEO Today and, you know, just your backstory of why this charges you up so much to do it on a day-to-day basis?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So I started my career back in after college, actually. So after college, I took on a sales advertising sales role. And I worked in traditional media. And uh, before the internet existed, this was back in 2003. um, I was really focused on just understanding sales and really getting to Uh, perfect that that profession, right? So I was reading and listening to a lot of audio tapes and really just understanding the whole behavior of what triggers business owners or people to buy ads. And I kind of learned from a lot of mentors and people within that field Um, and I moved around from traditional print directories to digital affiliate online marketing and then I went back and the longest stint before I started this agency was working at Yellow Pages Group and I was there for five years and that's where I really learned um, how to be a, a true sales professional because their training was intensive. Seven weeks of really hardcore sales training as well as we're working, I'm working alongside 3,000 top sales professionals across Canada. And um, I was able to garnish a lot, learn a lot and really absorb and get a lot of uh, day-to-day interactions onto their behaviors, right? Um, So that's where I learned about sales. And then why did I pivot towards SEO? Well, at Yellow Pages, at um, advertising sales, I actually learned that a lot of these business owners were just frustrated, right? They were not getting the same ROI that they traditionally once did get, right? Um, And people were moving away from traditional ads to more digital ads and users were preferring to be real-time searching for things, right? Um, This is before, so back in I would say 2010-ish, the internet was not as fast as it is today, right? So it was still 3G, right? Like 4G kind of started taking off last couple years, but mm-hmm. you saw there was a trend because technology was advancing. Smartphones were really m- much more easy to access email search apps. Um, And now like social media, right? At your fingertips and GPS and everything else, right? So there was a trend moving towards moving away from traditional to now digital. And I knew that just from talking to business owners because they were not spending as much as they were once spending in print ads and they wanted a better presence and being in front of more eyeballs who were actively looking at that time. So Um, that's why I started SEO. I didn't really know much about SEO. Um, I'm not technically inclined. Um, like that's not my background, right? I was more of a sales rep and I started this agency just because I knew there was a need and demand from my existing clients that wanted to shift to more of a digital presence.
0: Well, I will say that I think it was the perfect switch for you. I mean, come on, you were working at Yellow Pages where the whole thing is about being found, right? And now you're in SEO, which is the whole thing about optimizing to be found just digitally. So you kind of just bridge that in just this weird universals way of connections.
1: Yeah, and and it's funny because advertising per se is pushing people at things, right? Like Mm -hmm. messaging, content, et cetera. But at Yellow Pages, it was very interesting because the usage was so high before internet existed because it was the only game in town. If you needed a business or any plumbing issue or dental issue, you would consult that because you knew it was the most comprehensive, um, accurate directory that you can find once a year, right? And then now it's like Google. Everyone trusts Google. It's vetted um, to have business owners because you believe they've already done their job to Mm -hmm. match the best websites and results for your personalized search query, right? Um, So yes, I I think it's very, like, it makes sense, but it's a lot harder than it sounds to get you ranked on the first page.
0: Uh, Yellow pages and any sort of phone book as well as encyclopedias, not the best business to be in anymore today, thanks to Google. So what can SEO do for a business? Why does it actually matter?
1: So there's a big difference, right? Uh, In terms of users' behavior when they're searching for a website or searching for anything. Um, When there's ads on top of Google, um, people know that their ads, people are paying for it and people understand that they'd rather search below the ads because they feel like Google's done their job to vet those websites yeah. to appear on those first page right mm-hmm. so it's more user behavior and what you want to do is at least have an option for that user to click on your website mm-hmm. and position yourself as a authoritative figure, as an expert, right? Um, But there's a lot more dynamics to it than just appearing on the first page because it's all about UX design, website design, making sure content reflects what they're searching for and position yourself with abundance of links and abundance of thought, research, well-researched content Mm -hmm. as well, right? Um, But the whole purpose of SEO is just having presence, being there when someone's searching so that you have the opportunity to then convert them wherever that stage of the journey is from top level to near the bottom of the funnel.
0: And all of it really comes down to with Google and the other search engines, it is language based because Google sees words and it understands words. So it's looking at what's called long tail keywords, right? When you're typing in, that's, that's kind of the crux of SEO of how to figure out how to make your content shine with words in many cases.
1: Yeah, so search engines, primary Google is uh, Mm keyword-based, right? However, content- come from audio, video and images as well. And on Google, there's podcasts, there's video YouTube, which is owned by Google and then images as well. So there's different ways people consume content and there's different ways to optimize different pieces of content with snippets to keyword, rich uh, long tail keywords to images with alt tags to podcasts, making sure you have your um, different ways to optimize from title to everything. Right. Um, So the whole purpose is to easily sort your information so that Google or ultimately the user, because ultimately what you want to satisfy is that user behavior to match what exactly they're searching for with your website. Um, But you have to position yourself long-term typically. It's not like a do it once and forget it kind of thing. It's an ongoing battle between you and the hundreds of maybe thousands other competitors trying to compete with that same keyword that you want to go after.
0: Right. Cause Google is basically looking at all the content that's out there and it wants to make you happy. The user, it wants to make the user happy and serve up the best answer to their question. And in you might one day have the best answer up there. And then three months later, someone else comes up with a better answer to that question. So Google's going to give them preferences over you. Right.
1: Exactly. So there's informational content and then there's navigational and transactional content. And for a business owner, like I deal with a lot of service based type of clients who are higher ticket items, but all they care about is lead sales revenue and profit. Right. And Ultimately, that's what majority of the business owners care about. Unless you are like an influencer that wants more subscribers, right? Or likes and shares. So that's a different space altogether. But as a business owner, what you care about is I'm paying you money to optimize let me get results, let me get calls and sales, and I'll continue paying you, right? Right. So so my job is really positioning them as thought leaders in their domain, like Mm -hmm. that niche, their service, and that area that they wanna target. Um, So that's what we do for a lot of our clients in terms of SEO, but it's full service because There's so many different aspects and pillars within SEO from content to backlinks to engagement to reputation to technical to graphics to dev. There's so many. Um, It's hard to just do one and expect to have really good uh, incremental results.
0: So you just named, I think probably your answer is going to be what you just said, but What are, you know, what are some of the top most important things you need to concentrate on with your website, with your content, um, with your overall, you know, digital platform that actually is going to make a big difference in the world of SEO?
1: So um, this is going to be a very hard answer for a lot of people, but um, SEO is more people who want to establish them for a long term, right? As opposed to, they don't know if it's a, a business yet. So, what I mean by that is if you have a side hustle or if you're not serious in terms of committing to your business and you don't really have revenue yet, it's very hard for you to know who your ideal customers are, who you want to go after, how do you want to serve your content in the market, right? But if you already have some business experience and understand who you want to go after, like that avatar, that person, then you can create a campaign to target more of that ideal customer of yours. Um, and it's more long-term, right? So, yes, understand your people, writing good content, and then understanding that what kind of content do they like consuming? Mm-hmm. And hit them with a message that they can't live without, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and keep it consistent, keep them wanting more, right? Constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because what Google's after is fresh information, position yourself as an expert and leader so that they will serve you up. But there's other variables that are important, such as reputation management, like getting good reviews and testimonials, like a lot of backlinks or people actually writing about you as a thought leader, right? Um, And then you serving up constant new information, well-researched content. So there's so many other variables that you cannot just, Focus on what, right. if that makes sense.
0: It does. Two of the things that you just said were kind of one and the same, but just to call them out, you said fresh content, you said yes. new content. They're one and the same, but that's something that's super, super important in the world of SEO, right? It's keeping things that actually are um, updated because Google's rewarding you and, and the search engines are rewarding you for not having stagnant content.
1: Right. Exactly. So not only do you need to write a blog once in a while, but make sure it's in-depth, well-researched, new information um, that either comes from yourself or from a third party. Make sure you, you know, citation it, right? Like make sure that everything is properly referenced. Um, but the, the key is positioning yourself, right? Because if people want to use you as a product or service, they want to know that you know your stuff that you're an expert. Just like if I use a plumber, I want to make sure that they have been doing it for five, 10, 20 years. And I'm going to pay a premium because I can try to do it myself on a YouTube video, but I'm paying them to do it right the first time. Right? So it's very similar to any product or service that people want to pay for uh, your, your product service. They want and expect more than what they can find and do themselves.
0: And another thing that you mentioned a little bit ago is you keep on saying the word long-term, like the long haul, that all of these things with SEO, none of it's like an overnighter because not only do you have to spend the time to fix it and update it and stay on it, but it also takes the algorithms within all of the search engines time to actually map your updates, right? And actually see that changes have happened.
1: Exactly, so Google refreshes their algorithm a couple times a day however it doesn't index your website daily right um, even though you're updating with sitemaps and you're pinging them and you're letting them know you have new information they're not going to crawl your website because they've got billions of websites that are way more important than you are right and so therefore what you have to do is consistently is understand what's going on in your immediate space and who your major competitors are and control what you can control and don't worry about everything else. Um, So figure out where you want to compete with, who are your major competitors, what are they doing in the local landscape or marketplace and how you want to be positioned right with the right kind of messaging and content pieces, because you can spend tons of hours writing great content, but no one's going to read it with great messaging, but no one in your audience is actually consuming that information because you're putting it in a wrong platform or you're not even amplifying it. no one's reading it, sharing it. There's nothing behind it, right? Yeah. Um, and it's challenging, especially for people that have been doing running a business for 20 years. They, they're like, I have way more experience than all my competitors, yet why am I not found online? Because you haven't been doing And letting other people know that you've been online for 20 years, right?
0: Right. No, we started writing as an agency, our blog back in 2012. We have well over, well over a thousand blogs now, because we write about five blogs a week. We started off writing one blog a week. It is the number one reason why people know about our agency. It's how people find us. Uh, And some of our blogs gets very, 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 very few views. And some of them just blow it out of the water. And we never really know what's going to happen on it. But when they blow it out of the water, we're always trying to figure out why so that we can try to replicate that.
1: Yeah, exactly. So keeping constant content uh, and communicate it on a frequent basis, right? Mm -hmm. Expect it and make sure you have like own your list, which is very important as well, right? Like what's the funnel? Like a lot of people do a lot of stuff and expect that once you build it, they will all come. Well, it doesn't happen like that. It's like, running a bricks and mortar store, right? You put a signage and you expect, oh, I just invented, invested $100,000 in all this furniture, signage, product, but no one comes. Well, you forgot to market it properly, right? <laughs> and that's where, that's where SEO and marketing comes in, right? Because if no one knows about you, good luck trying to even sell your product or widget, right?
0: Yeah, and I think, and, and I totally could be wrong on this, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, Google or the search engines are also rewarding you because of your site traffic that you're getting that's organic, and that organic that you might be getting could be because you're driving it from your email newsletters or you're driving it through Facebook advertising or you're driving it because the more people that Google's seeing that actually like what the content is that you're putting up there, they're not bouncing off from where your site is. Google's like, oh, this is a good source. They obviously are legit. People are coming to them. We should send more people to them.
1: Exactly. So there's a lot of signals and there's over 200 signals that Google's Mm -hmm. always constantly checking on. And every variable will make a big significant move in terms of traffic and results right where your place so time spent on a website. Of course, that's one of the signals. If you're, someone's pressing that black back button right away, it's not relevant to them. Right. And that's why people are leaving, going to another uh, page or another result. Um, so the best source is direct traffic. So if you have an email newsletter and th- that list is very impactful where people stay and trust you and you're already a thought leader and they read two, three, five minutes and they stay on your site, that's where Google can say, well, this person actually gets a lot of people and people are staying, so they're going to reward you for that being a trusted source of of content, right? Versus, well, you're new, you don't really have a list, you don't know what you're talking about and no one's reading it. So, you know, how can we reward someone like that?
0: And another thing that you touched on, which I think people don't really think about a lot of times when they think SEO and they should is that whole reputation management because you get the bad digital reputation, you are going to just suffer. Isn't that right?
1: Yeah. So reputation management is just third party reviews, right? Anyone could write a testimony on their own website, but when someone gets a third party review, like Google reviews or yellow pages or Yelp or Facebook, mm-hmm. um, it's more personalized and you can actually see who's writing it and you can actually um, read behind the lines, right? If it's a fake review or so if it's a genuine review, you should actually comment all positive and negative reviews. So, the whole point of reputation management is people trust third party reviews more than they trust themselves, right? Like, that's the first thing I do when I travel or go to a restaurant. I always check the reviews, right? Not just the star rating, but I sort by negative first. and how they manage the negative because I feel like everyone is going for five-star reviews. It's, it's more like, how do I, whenever something bad happens, how does the ownership manage that situation? Right. Right? Um, So I'm a little bit different than the average person that (laughs) would look at reviews, but it's the whole purpose of getting good reviews. So Mm -hmm. make it a habit within your business to start asking in terms of a process to get more reviews, no matter what it's positive or negative. Just make sure you get more so that you make it a constant process moving
0: forward. And that's hard for a lot of people. Like it's hard to go out, especially for business owners, because they're like, this is my baby. And I have to go out into the world and say, you know, do you like my baby or is my baby ugly? And that's a really hard thing for people to do. So, but you're saying, just do it, just go ahead, do it. And then respond accordingly to the good, to the bad, so that you show who your personality is and how you actually face adversity.
1: Yes. Um, If you think about traditional, uh, uh, like, bricks and mortar stores before Google existed, right? Like Yellow Pages type clients. How did they survive before the internet existed, right? They took care of their customers. They understood who they were and they rewarded them being loyal, right? They, they take care and personalize as much as possible, right? Yeah. Um, and that's exactly, and they relied on referral and word of mouth. So if you think about the digital landscape, it's very similar to how bricks and mortar old school businesses operated Mm -hmm. if you take care of your business your core clients you serve them well you price it well you you know everything in terms of running a good business if you do that and then you replicate the same things online you're going to be in good shape but if you don't know how to run a good business seo will never transfer like transition you to be a good business owner right because They'll see right through you when they, they see all these five-star reviews. Yet when you call them up, you're not treated right, right? Like right. There, there's gaps, right? And people will know. So make it consistent.
0: Are there any big mistakes that you just see people make all the time besides lack of consistency?
1: Um, so I would say like the website piece, um, mm-hmm. there's things that people expect today, Right secure website, having an Mm -hmm. SSL certificate, fast loading, mobile friendly, right? Mm -hmm. User engagement, UX design. Like if you wouldn't go to a website longer than five seconds, so so sit in your own shoe as a a user to your clients, you know, your business, right? And then would you, you know, consult them after looking that first impression because you have three seconds a lot of people forget about that, right? They forget about their own business and taking a step back from a third party review, like perspective of a user. And if you can really humanize yourself and be real with real people and having a team or whatever, yeah. um, that's where you can actually elevate your whole website, your whole system and process, because there's going to be gaps. Never, be, Every business can get better at, Every aspect, right, from Mm -hmm. customer service, answering their phone, processes, uh, accounting, bookkeeping, sales, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So understanding the different gaps and then working on it and changing it slowly, that's how you can actually get better as a business. So I always look at like the big picture versus the smaller things.
0: I love how you mentioned, you know, showing your employees, showing who you are, showing kind of inside who your business is, because so many times I think that people go out there and they're like, this is my bright, shiny object business, and you just need to see the surface, and they forget that we're still people, we all connect, and there's a reason why social platforms are so popular, We like going in and seeing behind the curtain and seeing who the people are who are doing things and seeing that, you know, they're cool, they're hip, they're, you know, whatever they are so that we can relate better to them as customers too.
1: Humanize and personalize exactly what you said, because people, everyone has their own story and journey, right? Mm -hmm. So let people in on it, especially if you want them to... buy your, your product or service, right? Yeah. You have to let them know what's going on and what, what's the purpose, right? Um, so yeah, definitely re- re- resonate as much as possible.
0: Any other, you know, wheels off the bus type of moments that you encounter that a business owner should really be more aware of?
1: I always get, um, can you give me a timeline on how, when I'm going to rank? And um, how much will it cost, right? These are yes. all, I always get these a couple of times a day.
0: Give me the proof. Give me the fact that you're going to make a result happen.
1: Yeah. So my, my answer to that is no guarantee, um, no timeline, but I'll do my best, <laughs> right? Because okay. SEO is a challenge, right? It's more of a partnership and it's more of a relationship that I'm getting into because I need to know your business. I need to want to work with someone that, is trustworthy enough to want to position them as an expert. Right. Um, So it's a two way street more than anything. Um, And there's a lot of companies that will, you know, guarantee everything. Right. And Mm -hmm. really, do you want to, do you really understand what's going on behind the scenes? Right. Because if they guarantee it, there's no real authentic way to, you know, we have a lot of tools and software to detect a lot of the fraudulent stuff. And that's probably what's happening because they're tricking the system or hacking them to guarantee a result. And that's short lived. Anything that is immediate. Well, as a business owner, you know, nothing happens right away, right? Mm -hmm. It takes time. There's a lot of challenges, there's ups and downs, and Mm -hmm. it's a learning process, right? So that's what Mm -hmm. SEO is about as well. But there's tools and software, if done right, we'll be able to, position you with better authority, better relevancy and become more of an expert in your field. Right.
0: And and I think, you know, that touch that you just said, the authenticity, it's the same thing again, going into social media, going into any sort of advertising, going into the world of PR, you're looking at ways that you can make your site be authentic and you're not using black hat, white hat, all of these, you know, whatever the SEO term is of the moment of, oh, you're doing bad things and you're doing a thousand words so that you can like get that keyword in your page and it's the size of like a pinhead that no (laughs) one could see, which is what people used to do to rank their websites. But you're actually using the blogs, your socials, your videos, your imagery. And what's gonna be so interesting is like all of this voice that we're doing now, um, all the AI is learning that and it's taking the voice and turning it again into words so that it can serve up through the video like Google's uh, doing now where you can get even more insights. So there's so much.
1: Yeah, analytics, right? Um, it's mm-hmm. all about like understanding data but also understanding your customers ultimately, right? Because they're the ones that are consuming your content and eventually will be a client of yours. So what are they looking for? What kind of information can you serve up to them? And who care about anyone else, right? Like take yeah. care of your base, take care of your clients and, and really understand who they are first, create good content to serve them and take care of your customers, right? Yeah. And that's running a good business. If you can check all those boxes out, then you're in good shape
0: yeah I think when we are teaching new team members or interns on how to write blogs because we have a pretty active blog um, you know you know best practices are oh, make sure you embed long teal keywords here and here this many times, and so forth. And I've always gone on the, you know, just gut check of write where you're trying to actually educate. Like write yes. to someone, think some of someone. Like I write blogs thinking of a customer that has a problem that I need to solve and I try to write to educate them. And all of our website copy is the exact same way and our social copy is the same way because we're trying to actually envision, not a persona, but an actual person that we're just actually legitimately trying to solve their problem or enlighten them in some way. And it served us really, really well. And Google responds well to it because it's it's authentic.
1: Exactly. So make sure you write for people, real people and not Google. And yes, there's trends, there's software that actually detect like which keywords are trending at the moment. Um, so maybe use some of that. Yeah. But personalize as much as possible to your audience members, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can get the best of both worlds. Um, but variations are very important. Long word key, long uh, keyword research is very important. Mm-hmm. But just taking care of good content, well-researched, and have your own voice, right? Keep it consistent.
0: And asking, when you talk to someone who's a new customer, asking them how they found out about you. Like that yeah. shows so much. It's like, what do you think you were typing when you were looking for us? It sheds so many, just, it just pulls back the curtains as far as what real people are doing. So it's not in your head and you're not projecting what you would be typing, but you actually find out what legitimately people are typing about you.
1: And, and that's a little bit more challenging today because most people are savvier than you think. They know so much by the time they reach out to you that all they care about is price typically. Right. And they usually check out your, all your assets from social assets to website assets to testimonials. They know so much. It's crazy, right? They know your life pretty much. And it, so they're already warm enough that they want to work with you or else why would they reach out? So it's, it's great if you already have that consistency and that different asset pieces has the same kind of messaging.
0: Well, John, how can people find you? How can our listeners learn where to get their own ability to hunt you down and research you and find out before they pick up the phone besides this podcast, obviously?
1: Yeah, Um, so we own an agency in Canada. It's called localseosearch.ca. We service clients all throughout North America, UK and Australia as well. Um, But we typically work with service-based type of clients um, and we help them position themselves as experts, leaders in the field, right? Um, And then we also have a, a podcast that really talks about my personal experience on working with so many local business owners. It's called Local SEO Today. So you can check that out as well.
0: Awesome. Well, look at you. You are leveraging one of the powers of out there of creating your own content. That's super authentic for people to find you.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Stacy. I really had a lot of fun. And if anybody has any questions, you can actually reach out to me on a more personal level on LinkedIn as well. So you can find John Fong. I'm the owner of local SEO search.
0: Perfect. And John, any last words of parting advice for our listeners today?
1: Don't be scared. Go out, do something. Uh, I'm always like, the worst thing that will happen is, you know, someone, you'll make mistake, you'll lose some money, you'll, but that's the way of learning, right? As a business owner, I make mistakes on a daily basis. As long as you progress, right? You, you learn from it, it's not going to be the end of the world. And I, I'm more, um, you know, I have a thicker skin than ever now, because, you know, as a sales rep, but now as a business owner, I know failures are not the end of the world right like you make mistakes you learn from it and you evolve and try not to make them again right so as a fellow entrepreneur um you know just keep doing what you're doing because it's a lot of fun and be passionate continue uh killing it stacy
0: well, I will say, I think a lot of the reasons why people find you and other, you know, professionals of value is because all of us have made so many mistakes that we're basically sure proofing that they don't make the same ones. And that's the value a lot of times, even more so than like, what can you do to make this a win for me? It's what can you do to make sure I don't go down a rabbit hole that is just going to mess everything up? How can I learn from your experience? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Stacey. I had a lot of fun.
0: Of course. And to our listeners, thank you for joining Marking Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to chatting with you this next week. Have a great one.